0: Car 54, where are you? I know where they are. They're sitting by the roadside because NH Unscripted is on. Yes, yes, again. I am your happy host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the Disneyland-like studios of WKXL in Concord, You can hear us on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and for you folks in Manchester, 101.9. We can also be found at nhtalkradio.com. More on that a little bit later. In studio with me today is Jordan Formicelli. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Ray.
0: Jordan, before we go too far, I need to thank my sponsor, Mm -hmm. Lakes Region Fence love those guys love those guys their website is lrfence.com i was with matt the other day for unknown well okay we were having wings (laughs) but that's beside the point they do unbelievably great work if you were to go out to lrfence.com a couple of things will happen top right hand corner you'll see a red button says free estimates Get it. Click it. Do it. Not now. Please not now. Not now. Not now. I see you're reaching. The other thing is their website is like a museum of fence art. You you have to see. Go click. No. When you go out, when you go out there, you're going to find photos of some of the most incredible fencing I have ever seen in my life. They do cedar, they do PVC, they do chain link, they do horse corrals, they do pool fences. Look, whatever you're looking for, go out there. They'll give you the free estimate. And here's something else. They'll actually call you back. If for some reason they don't answer the phone, yeah, they will call you back. You know how I know that? I was talking to Matt. It's a pet peeve of his as well. I'm looking at you, you plumbers and electricians. Call us back period okay anyway lrfence.com lrfence.com jordan jordan jordan
1: Hello, hello.
0: Jordan, why are you here today? What is happening in your life?
1: Um, So I am in a little show at the Hatbox Theater in Concord. It's called Lizzie. Oh, pray tell. What would that be about? It is a rock musical based on the alleged murders and uh, case of Lizzie Borden.
0: Let's pause right there. You said a rock musical Uh about the killer (laughs) Lizzie Borden. Yes, that is correct. There's something about that sentence that doesn't sit right. <laughs> a musical about a killer.
1: Mm. Huh. It's never been done before. <laughs>
0: huh. Is that right? Yeah. I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to get to that in a second because I really want to dive into what's going on there about that show. Mm. Can you tell me how long have you been acting? Is acting what you
1: Um, So I have been, I have been performing um, since high school. Um, I have been a fan of theater and live performance since I was very small. Um, I even pre kindergarten. um, I remember seeing the recording of cats. They did the, they did the live recording of, I think one of the original performances and I made my folks uh, tape it on VHS I'm dating myself a little bit. VHS. Yes I made them tape it on VHS and I watched it constantly non and one day the VHS mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> um, huh. I feel like my huh. folks might have had something to do with it but um, they have always been extremely supportive as well um, and uh, my mom even said, you know, oh, you love um, you loved that. You'll love Little Shop of Horrors. So that was yeah. one of the next things in, um, you know, this this line of uh, being connected and exposed to um, musical theater in particular. Um, and that, you know, form of of storytelling and entertainment. And it was something that I just I connected to right away. I always loved music. And I think that was my introduction into um, theater and that and that genre. Um, so it was, you know, <laughs> Cats, Little Shop of Horrors. Eventually, when I was old enough, Rocky Horror um, as well. So, but not uh, Lizzie Borden, huh? Not Lizzie Borden. You know what? I ah. actually didn't really um, have a lot of background, like even like in the history books or like history classes of her story until I was in um, a play. I think it's the man who came to dinner and she happens to be in that play of all the people and all they like make some sort of connection. And I was like, oh, and that was like the first time I ever heard, you know, the classic uh, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 whacks. That whole like kind of nursery rhyme little jingle that she has. Um, so it's very interesting. The the connections I have with theater Beforehand and going into this show and were this your, story,
0: were your folks performers? Did they
1: no? So my my folks are athlete actually um athletes. They they play aren't sports. we all? I know. I know.
0: I look like I, an
1: athlete, I exactly. I am a natural boy I am a natural born athlete. No. So I grew up um doing sports year round, um, and I was always again a fan of theater. And then when I got into high school, sort of you know had a little more agency. I was like. Performance is something that I really wanted to do. I always um, I did choir in middle school and then through high school, and I was like, I really want to put myself out there and perform. That seems exciting to me. So that's kind of like when the change started to happen. Have you done a lot of shows? Yes, wow. I have done several. I, um, a lot of, uh, you know, it was a lot of uh, high school and, and college. I, I performed all through grade school and, and college. Um, and then when I graduated, Um, I had a degree in communications. I thought, you know, I'm just going to kind of focus on this side. I'm probably not going to perform or be involved in theater anymore. And that that didn't happen. I quickly was like, no, I need this. it's it's something that fuels me. It's something that um, inspires me and it's something that's fun and I enjoy doing. And so I realized that if I could have that balance in my life of whatever I do for work and whatever I do for play, um, if theater can be a part of that,
0: then that's amazing. Interesting. So you didn't do it in college.
1: I did do it you in college. Did. So actually I, well, because I, again, I was really set on, you know what, I'm going to just focus on schoolwork and my studies um, you know, theater is great. I'm still a big fan, but I should probably back away from that and what I ended up doing instead was um we had a a musical theater like extracurricular club um and so I ended up going on the executive board for that and ended up doing more admin and producer work than I had ever I I'd never done it before so this was like my introduction into that um was being a part of the extracurricular club and then I ended up double majoring in theater so a yeah double major I, I double majored what? so <laughs> i went to i went to how clark. does that happen yeah so i went to clark university in worcester mass it was a, a great experience i loved my time there um there are a smaller liberal arts school so uh, being able to double major was um it, it was more feasible for me um because i was like well i'm already so active in theater i could just minor in it i'm already taking classes and it. it's it's fine and then they're like well you only need so many credits to be a major so why not do that and i was like perfect so yeah it was kind of a natural like progression
0: was there a lot of stuff that you learned in college that you could take with you into what you're doing now? Mm. i know sometimes you know they get out there in the real world and and it doesn't it just doesn't transform
1: so there was definitely moments of uh, there's always been moments of reckoning from like Uh, college and higher education going into you know the real world and like being an adult participating in society um but there was a lot of useful skills in regards to um organization and collaboration like being able to communicate and work on a team um and and delegate as well i'm i'm a big collaborator in i will take the reins if i need to but i'm always going to want to involve the group that i'm working with that's a big big part of like my style um and so that was something that i you know definitely learned about myself while i was working on projects in college um of course there's also things like budgeting and such but you know as a as a school organization you know we just have to fight for fight quote unquote for a portion of a budget that's already allotted to you know clubs whereas you get out into the community wherever you're going um whether or not it's new hampshire or otherwise and you are you know you're kind of on your own there are there are there are grants there are fundraising opportunities but um of course we know that with the arts it's always about just having that little extra support so that was something Mm -hmm. too as i you know stepped out of college i was like oh, I really want to continue to you know, work in theater, but I need to work hard to make it happen.
0: Jordan, you hear that music? I do. That's our happy music to go into the next break. <laughs> We're putting on our tap shoes and tapping our way out of here. Jordan Formicelli is with me in the studio today. Oh, we got so much to talk about. We're going to be right back. We want to hear about Lizzie Borden. You have stuck with us. This is NH Unscripted. I am your glad-to-have-gotten-out-of-bed host Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the not overly ostentatious digs of the WKXL bunkers in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And archives of this show and all of the other wonderful shows here at the studios can be found at nhtalkradio.com. Do not go there yet, I'm begging you, because I get Jordan formicelli in the studio. She's going to be talking with us in a minute about a musical about Lizzie Borden. How I missed that in my life! Ah, hi, Jordan.
1: Hello,
0: Jordan. When you were in in college. Mm-hmm. And you said you were a producer or?
1: Yes. So I um, was a part of our producing team um, that handled basically any admin, including. Um, Budgeting, marketing the shows, um, making sure that we hired a production team for each production we did. We did two a year um, specifically for musicals because we also had the theater program producing plays and other shows. Um, So, yes, um, I was on as a producer um, no matter what other roles I held in the Were production. Were you also as well. acting at the same I time? I was, I was acting as well. So, um, I was fortunate enough to, um, start performing in the shows my freshman year. And then, um, I, I performed all four years
0: of college. You know, the great thing about theater in college is there is no like A team, B team, you know, there's no like junior varsity squad. Exactly. You're either good or you're not. You're either going to, performer you're not Mm
1: -hmm. so true yeah
0: yeah yeah so were the shows there in college that you you really liked or were you just like going along to be whatever there was
1: absolutely um some of some of my favorite um shows in general and some of my favorite pro- favorite projects that I worked on were um, in college. So I got a chance to do um, Spring Awakening, which is a- another rock musical. It was so much fun. I'm it's have seen
0: a thread here. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, not so much in the rock musical genre, but other shows that I absolutely adore. Um, Town, yes. the musical. Yeah. Yes, and then um, Sweeney Todd. I was in the ensemble for that, and it is... One of the most intense and fun experiences, just to to sing Sondheim music and those high notes are insane. Sondheim
0: um, makes me crazy. Oh
1: my gosh, he It makes me crazy. So there was um a lot of amazing uh projects that I got to do in school, and I'm very grateful. And it was the first time that I actually did. I didn't do straight plays until my senior year of college. So all throughout high school and college, I, you know, was like. I love musical theater, and that's kind of what I'm going to stick with. I don't know if I have what it takes as an actor to to hold my own without singing in addition to it. Um, and then I did my first straight play. it was absolutely hooked. And honestly, after I graduated, I, I did straight plays for years after. So um, it's it's been a great um, switch as well.
0: Do you have like a home group that you deal with that you perform with i know you're within <laughs> dive in right
1: yes so dive in productions is actually what i consider they're they're my home base they're the um group that i've been working with the most for the past five or so years um so dive in was actually um founded by one of my Absolute best friends in the world, uh, Marina Ulchler Gannon. Um, She uh, founded the group when she was going to Emerson, um, and she founded in 2014. So um, she wanted to create a space because she was also, you know, in a school that had a pretty intensive like theater program, and so there's sometimes weren't a lot of opportunities to enjoy theater um, outside of that and Mm -hmm. to be a part of it. And she wanted to create a group. That allowed you to um, to kind of go ahead and try new things and be encouraged to learn and to grow and to not just be defined by, you know, your resume, your your credentials, your credits. Um, So basically, when I when I graduated, um, my home base um, ended up being the Players Ring Theater yep. in Portsmouth yep. um a, a great great um what I consider a a black, bo- yeah. uh, black box
0: theater Yeah I love their venue.
1: they it's such a such a cool space um and I just remember meeting such a variety of people there because they allow they bring in other different production companies right. independent or established or otherwise to come in and produce um, theater and shows. And I, I immediately gravitated towards that also because I was like, what a great introduction back into the scene in the seacoast. I grew up in Portsmouth. Um, so I moved back there um, 2015. After I graduated, I did um, an uh Accelerated degree in communication, so I did a huh. one-year master's Jeez. program, <laughs> and then I, I moved back, and I was really just trying to find my, my place. I was nervous about um, not being with my friends of three to four years that I had in college, some of the best people right. I'd, yeah. I'd really ever met. And then I, I remember kind of stumbling into, well, there are these opportunities at the player's ring, And I auditioned for a show um, that went up in 2016, um, Antigone. And that was an amazing experience. And I was meeting these people and I was, um, you know, hearing about their their pitch night or their pitch day. And um, I, you know, was like, okay, this is a great way for me to kind of find my footing back home, you know, back in in Portsmouth and in the seacoast. So long story short, they no, ended up being please. they ended up being a really great um, home base for me. And honestly, they've been they've been the venue and the group that I've been doing performances with for basically the last five to six years. Dive in um, with Dive in and at the Players Ring Theater. Um, but Dive in um, has been the group that I have worked with again um, last five years um, and it kind of started out of meeting Marina through players ring projects that I'd worked on that we both worked on. And, um, I really connected with her right away. Um, had a really great rapport. Um, I really, her energy and enthusiasm and just kind of like overall leadership is just, it's so infectious and, um, it, It really drew me in and I had an immediate trust with her and I was like, I really want to find people that I can can produce and bring shows, you know, to the seacoast and to New Hampshire. I want to find my people and my person and um, that person ended up being Marina. I wanted to do a production of Little Shop of Horrors and I, I asked her, I said, you know, I would love to pitch it. Um, at the player's ring and also you know there's opportunities at the hatbox theaters i started getting introduced to them as a venue i had met andrew pinard who runs the hatbox and i had seen him at the player's ring you know pitches and um he was very you know open and like very encouraging of also you know wanting people to um come to this other venue which was you know very much uh the same kind of encouraging environment and and set up as the ring and so that was um something that drew me in so we we pitched uh little shop of horrors at the hat box as well um ended up getting into their season and that was the first um like what we call quote unquote main stage production that we we put on with diving um since she had been uh, out of college, so we kind of like revamped the the group um, from that production and what kind of started as like a two a two person show uh, with Marina and I has grown now into a, a larger a larger group of of artists and and people um, who have been working with us now for the last um, at least four years.
0: Before we go too far, can you do me a favor Mm -hmm. and explain the process that uh, the Players Ring and the Hatbox have for uh, acquiring shows?
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, basically both venues um, host a pitch night or in some cases a a pitch day. Um, So it is a a one-time event that... You submit a piece of work, whether or not it's an original play or musical or an established piece that has, you know, script that's been produced over and over again. And you will send it into the venue and then you will
0: go through the pitch process from there. Jordan, hang on to that thought just yeah. for a second. I got to strap on my dancing shoes. We are coming up against another break. I hope you folks are enjoying this as much as I am. We are NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Yeah. We are coming to you from the studios of WKXL in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. And for you great folks in Manchester, 101.9 FM... We can be found at nhtalkradio.com as well. We're coming back. Jordan and I are peeling things apart. Well, I promised we'd be back, and here we are, NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. In studio with me is Jordan Formicelli. We are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL bunker, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. That's Concord. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, Jordan. I'm getting breaking news over the transom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm No. Okay. All right. Well, thanks to our crack staff here, we can now confirm with uncertain. Well, qualifications. I don't know where we'll go with that. That, when Quinn the Eskimo gets here, all the pigeons are going to run to him. There you go. What more do you need? Huh? Now that we've settled that, we got things to get down to here. Jordan, please tell me about the musical. Hang on, my mind's trying to piece this together. The musical about (laughs) Lizzie Borden.
1: Yes, so... Um, We are bringing Lizzie to the Hatbox stage, and it is um, starting from basically before the um, murders of uh, Andrew um, Borden and his wife, Mrs. Borden. um, And we kind of see... Lizzie's perspective, um, Lizzie Borden's perspective of all of the things kind of going on in their home life and kind of the stresses um, that she is feeling and um, those tensions. And then um, the murders occur and then we also get a glimpse of the trial that was held when she was um, um, held on trial uh, for and convicted. but we kind of get that whole process um, and it's kind of packed into a a 90 minute rock musical. Um, So it's a very uh, thrilling and um, you know, action-packed storytelling um, of this, you know, pretty well-known historical event Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and we, you know, for the show itself we have a live band on stage with us um and you know different kinds of tech effects that we're really excited about um but the core of it is uh four actors on stage with a live band singing rock um, in all various genres whether it be a little psychedelic uh, classic rock you know punk or otherwise um, and it is uh, for uh, powerhouse women just telling this story and kind of you know giving a little cheeky nod to you know could it have been anyone else but Lizzie who did these acts or you um, you know, were the results of the trial uh, correct and right. Yeah, so it kind of gives you that perspective. Can you tell
0: me, of all the people in this room right now, is anybody actually in the show?
1: Yes, oh, so huh. I um, have the honor of portraying Lizzie Borden. Get out of town! I, what a small world! I am uh, very excited. It is such a it's such a fun show in general, but this role is just absolutely wild that what? I get to do this. It I am I am singing for again 90, 90 minutes straight. Um, some of the. I, the most fun but challenging vocals that I've ever had to do as a performer. Um, this show kind of goes all over my range in regards to emotion, uh, notes themselves. <laughs> um, it's it's just, it's so fun um, because you, you start at the show in a place of, I think, uh, real tension and distress and by the end it is you know so um like such a freeing like rock experience um and so I've 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 never been so I think challenged by a role but also like so deeply rewarded because I um I feel really again lucky to have you know the opportunity to be in a titular role such as lizzie um but the the payoff that i feel at the end and i hope that the audience like feels all the feelings that we're putting
0: out there did you have to do any specific homework for your character so
1: so i did a little bit of homework i um you know of course kind of did an overall like overview of you know her her home life and um some of the circumstances surrounding the trial, I didn't always go into some of the full detail because I, on the down low, I am a little bit squeamish. So when it comes to true crime podcasts and other things, I would start to listen to them and then they'd go into the details Uh as they do, as they do. And I would start to get a little bit like... Okay, I get the basic idea and kind mm-hmm. of skip ahead, mm-hmm. skip ahead. You know
0: you're playing an axe murderer, I know right? okay, exactly. laid that out there. Uh yes, the
1: <laughs> acting that's taking place is astounding. I um yes, so I I did a little bit um a little bit of research and also really um got a lot of information too from my castmates as well who are were, they
0: axe murderers? Is that <laughs> how you
1: Yes, exactly. I really studied yeah, well. With yeah. them. <laughs> no, they they um, also kind of brushed up on the the history in <laughs> and the exactly just the the pure violence. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I get it. It was. Uh, it, we were all you know uh, trying to understand kind of how these um these people who are you know they are historical um nonfiction. They're real people that existed, but of course this show and the text and the way that the these people are interpreted are just going to be you know, turned up like times a hundred, times a thousand. They're, they're a little bit of fiction and a little bit of history mixed in, um, a so. A little bit country,
0: a little bit rock right, and roll. Yeah, oh. exactly. How many people, oh wait, um, so there's a couple things you had said that I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. You use the term, turned up. Yeah. And I noticed in the promotional material it says it's loud and then it says very loud. Mhm. Now, why would that be?
1: So, uh again, mm-hmm. it is it is rock music and the band is is on stage. So, in some s- settings that you have for musical theater, you're going to have a, you know, a pit or an area where the band kind of is kind of off to the side or you know behind the scenes and that is not the case for this show they are uh rocking out we have a six-piece rock band um drums two guitars uh, a cello keys uh bass everything so um it is the music is Intense and high energy um, for a good portion of the show. And we've also got the amplification of our actors. Um, We're working with two microphones each to really make sure that we are, um, you know, getting, like, out.
0: You're using microphones in the hat box? We sure are. So the hat box... What, are you trying to, like... Is Home Depot paying you to like broadcast down the street? <laughs> so, we
1: are exactly. We are really trying to make sure that we are heard across the <laughs> the entire city of Concord. Not a problem.
0: Not a problem.
1: I know. I want it I want us to you know what? I want us to be the reason why the steeplegate mall just <laughs> collapses down. <laughs> um so it is it is loud. It is it is fun. It is um again, it's just but i think that it it's all for um it's all for for storytelling and emotion too like yeah it's it's rock music and it's fun and it's entertaining but like it's being done for a reason
0: so let me this is very very interesting let me ask you <gasps> do you think there's a chance it could be too i don't want to say loud but I I know that stage very well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of room there. So you put a six-piece band Mm -hmm. with a cast. Yes.
1: So it is... Overall, this show is not for the faint of heart.
0: Okay, Um, Okay. I would say that hence the title Lizzie Borden. Exactly, Mm -hmm.
1: we are um, we are providing earplugs if people would like. Um, We always want to make sure that we're accommodating to the audiences, but you know, just know that like if you are in the front row, yeah, you are you're gonna get the full show and the full experience. Um, And uh, thankfully, though. We have uh, amazing, um, an amazing music director, uh, Tim Goss, and um, an amazing sound designer, Joey Martin, who
0: are taking real good care of us. Hang on to that thought. Can you believe this? We're in th- that's the third block. That's the C block. We're oh my gosh! Hang on, I got to put on my jazz gloves. I got my hands waving as we're going into the next break. Oh, Jordan, Jordan, you're leading me down some so many roads. I am Ray Dudley, the host of this award-winning show. Well, okay, maybe I'm pushing the pipe there. NH Unscripted. We are coming to you from the studios of WKXL in Concord, 1450 AM. Flip on over to the FM dial. You'll find us at 103.9. And you folks in Manchester, 101.9 FM, you lucky dogs. We can be found at nhtalkradio.com uh, as well. Jordan and I are coming back. We got to finish peeling this thing quickly. <laughs> are you happy to be alive? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Because I am. This is NH Unscripted. Yeah, you lucky folks! And I am Ray Dudley, the happy-to-be-out-of-bed host. We are coming to you from the WKXL studios in Concord, New Hampshire, in case there was any question. We are found at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Both of those are Concord-based, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And this show, along with all the other great shows here at the studios, can be found at nhtalkradio.com. Now that we've got that out of the way, we got to get deep, deep into some weeds here about Lizzie, the rock musical. Yep. Yep. You heard me say it. (laughs) That is going up uh, tonight. Opening night, right? Yes. (gasps) Jordan Formicelli, who's playing Lizzie, is in the studio and she has some stuff to tell us about it. (sighs) Jordan, besides yourself, I assume it's not a one-woman show. Mm Mm-mm. Anyone else in it?
1: Yes. So we have a part of our amazing cast. Um, We have Molly Connor, who's playing Emma Borden, the sister of Lizzie Borden. We have Jihei Moon, who is playing Alice Russell, who is the neighbor and Close friend of Lizzie Borden. And we have Mel Clark, who is playing Bridget Sullivan, who is the um, the houseworker, the maid of the Borden household, um, sometimes referred to as Maggie by the girls because they never bother to remember her actual name. Um, and then we also, <laughs> I know, so rude. Um, and then we also have, I have to mention, uh, Rachel Smith is our swing performer. Um, basically, think of an understudy, but someone who is ready to jump into um, a character role at any given moment. She is doing that for all four characters. So she knows the entire show backwards and forwards um and she can play any part she can she sure can and she has because we have had to um actually utilize her for our tech week this week you know the season being what it is we're getting into the sniffly kind of season and you know actors need to be extra cautious and take you know their moments to make sure that they are physically well um and so Rachel has actually had to um step in uh for Tech week she's actually going to be stepping in for our opening weekend as well so she is um going to be helping out in a big way um she has really done her homework she's put in the work she's an amazing performer it's my first time working with her and um it's a very um it's very exciting unfortunate when actors are are sick yeah. but um, something very uh exciting and i'm very grateful for especially in um community fringe indie theater uh, theater on a smaller scale you don't really hear about understudies like stepping right, into un- roles. Of in yeah so um that is uh our entire cast it's a cast of four five plus rachel uh with rachel and um so it's, it's just the four people on stage um, the entire time. And um, then we have the uh, six-piece band, as I mentioned. Um, and then we have an amazing production team and crew that's kind of making everything else happen. Um, and so that team is Olivia Martinson, who is making her directorial debut. Ooh! Yes,
0: Cat, we know Olivia. Mm -hmm.
1: She is absolutely um, wonderful, a delight. I got to work with her um, for the first time two years ago performing and have worked with her since, and was really, really excited when she, you know, felt like, you know, she could step in with our team and take this show on and direct and she's doing a fantastic job um and then as i briefly briefly mentioned before we have tim goss who is our music director directing all of the music and the whole thing the band the cast um we've marina and i and divan have worked with him uh since 2019 um when we did dogfight the musical in uh, the Players oh, Ring. do
0: fight the musical. Yes,
1: oh. um, I know. Another very <laughs> get interesting. Out of my cave. <laughs> we do. We do some. We do some. Uh, some. Some dark ones. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and um, we have an, an amazing, um, amazing, amazing team. Um, so some of the visual and the aesthetics of the show are provided by. Um, Megan Flynn, who is Dive-In's technical director, so she oversees tech for any and all productions and projects that we work on in general. But she's designing the set for this show. Um, we have uh, Jeremy Toussaint, who is our lighting designer, um, and also helping work uh, projections into the show as well. Um, and we've gotten a chance to work with him a lot in the last year, um, and doing a fantastic job. It's lighting for a rock show is Man. challenging, but again, so, so exciting. And I feel like we're, we're really getting to kind of push the boundaries of what we've done in the yeah. past. And then um, also, uh, last but not least, we have uh, Ro Gavin, who is our um, costume designer, and they have done a really incredible job of, you know, kind of creating an aesthetic that in Act One takes, you know, a nod to the historical, you know, period um, that you know we're referencing that we're in, and then getting us into a real rock concert, um, almost gothic genre for the second act. So you see a, a literal transformation um, on stage for the characters and the aesthetic of the show. Um, so that's so so cool. And then uh, one a person who is very important to this process because it is a musical and it's a rock show is our sound designer, Joey Martin, um, who is he, we have actors who are miked, um, uh, you know, they have their face mics and then we also have handheld microphones at the same time. And we are, we're constantly going between both and he has opted for us to use, you know, both throughout the show. And like, so he is, he is monitoring eight to 10, 10 microphones at the Ooh. same time, as well as the band. So he's really making sure that everyone is taken care of and, and heard on stage. And that is so crucial. As we said, the show is loud. So being able to
0: really you need to say very loud,
1: I, very, <laughs> the show is in the very, yeah. very loud. It's, <laughs> it's true. It, I don't want to sugarcoat it is very loud. Um, but, um, we have, and then, so, and then also, um, we have, uh, jill and casey who have come on to help us with other elements um casey has come on as a master electrician so he is you know helping us make sure the space is all set up the way we need it to to support the band lights sound everything um and then uh jill gordon um and they are our props so everything from the uh pigeons to the axes uh they are on top of it and they are making sure that there are props in our hands um may
0: i say it is darn impressive that you knew all the names of those people oh that's very impressive no
1: and i i make it a point and i think all of us um on the team it's something that's been instilled in me as a as a person that like and as, as an artist, as someone who's been working in theater now for a while, um, I've done a lot of different roles in theater, like behind the scene and performing. And it's so important to me um, to at least have a, a somewhat knowledge and and appreciation of what everyone is doing to make a show happen. Because it's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, and sometimes people are doing, wearing multiple hats. And sometimes people are really just, you have their role is so crucial to making something happen so um i we make it a big point at at dive in um in particular that attitude and appreciation are are everything Mm. so of course like you know things are going to be happening in people's personal lives you know uh, difficulties or challenges come up during the show process itself when you're yeah. working on a yeah, show yeah, yeah. but as long as you're able to um you know have a respect for the people that you're working with and and just be able to you know express it and communicate it um you know, in a healthy way, we're all there to support each other. We want to have fun. You know, this is, this is something that I think means a lot to every one of us in a different way. But ultimately too, it's something that we do to, to have fun and like experience, like something so cool as to, again, I I feel like I'm like, wow, I never thought that I'd get to, you know, perform rock music live on stage. And I'm doing that and I'm going to get to do that. You know, for
0: can you do me a favor yeah. before we go too far because I don't want to forget. Give me the particulars about mm. the nights, the times. Yes. Any websites that
1: perfect. Um, thank you. I would have also just gone on. <laughs> um, so yes, Lizzie, is being performed at the Hatbox Theater in Concord. It is running tonight, which is Friday, October twentieth, um, from now until Sunday, November fifth, and the performances are Fridays and Saturdays at seven thirty and Sundays at 2 o'clock. Nine performances total.
0: Nine. Three weekends.
1: Yes, and you can find information on the Hatbox website, uh, hatboxnh.com, and um, you can also follow uh, Hatbox and Dive-In Productions on uh, any social media, Facebook, Instagram.
0: Jordan, we did it! We did it! (laughs) Oh, my God! We are exiting stage left! (laughs) You have been listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Happy to be here doing this. We are coming to you from the not overly ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we can be found at nhtalkradio.com. Get out of your house and get over to the hat box and see Lizzie this weekend, next weekend, or the one after that. We'll be back another day.